0: Good evening. It is April 2nd, uh, Friday evening uh, for the Mount Washington Avalanche Center Outreach Podcast with lead snow ranger Frank Karras. And judging from the noise in the background, Frank, you're not at Hermit Lake and you're not at home.
1: No, no that is true. Now with some friends at uh, my uh, new friend's um, garage bar, I guess you would call it, um, with the most expensive collection of memorabilia i've ever seen um a three how many albums do you have three thousand albums three thousand records that you have in here yeah three thousand vinyl albums so yeah playing uh playing some old music and and having a beer tonight
0: sounds like a good place to be send a photo i'm going to include that in the notes just so to set this set the scene somewhere, somewhere interesting in, in, in Western Maine. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's chat. Let's make this quick. I know, uh, I'm, I'm beat. It feels like a long week. Um, yeah. Long week and some interesting conditions. It feels like a
1: long winter at this point, really. Right. Right.
0: Right. And I was just looking
1: back to winter conditions and it's speeding us up.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I guess that's a good place to start or talk about today. I was looking at some photos and I saw on the west side, Justin Culligan was up there on the cog and just powder, like that ultra light density upslope powder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I, I scrolled yeah, forward. A a, yeah, I scrolled forward a little bit, saw Blake Keo was up there as well on Pinkham side, and it was like that light, sparkly fairy dust snow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, incredible. Like, I would guess 4 to 5% density. Um, incredible large dendrites. Yeah. Um, and all unexpected. At the last minute, right before the advisory got flushed out of the public, I looked and the NWS models were showing 0.02 SWE, which would be just a quarter inch if it was 10% snow, but it was far more than that. And yeah. Um, Makes sense, given that they were talking about this lazy low-pressure system kind of wandering around and um, north of us and uh, all this moisture in the air. So a lot of heat and makes the atmosphere volatile, and I'm I'm guessing those guys are up against it trying to forecast against normal uh, patterns. So, yeah, good idea to be, uh, be flexible with your plans these days for sure given the uh, weather conditions we're seeing.
0: Mm-hmm. I spoke with Charlie Lepresti last night, and he didn't mention anything about this. So I don't know that it was on his radar if he's just packed his bags for the winter forecast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think when it's that kind of mixed, um, you know, n- not as well-structured of a organized system as we frequently see, like... That uh, the orographic effect, the uplift of the mountain is really going to have a stronger effect when, especially when you have a more volatile um, high sun like we have now, like it's spring conditions, winter, cold temperatures, you've got a perfect recipe for condensation and, and uh, snow uh, developing out of it.
0: So yeah, perfect segue into just the tricky conditions. You were up there today on um on an incident just want to hear more about that and pass along some information for those looking to head up this weekend
1: yeah i think the the main thing to remember is the this lag that we keep seeing between air temperatures and snowpack temperatures has been challenging for us with lots of years looking at snow and um and I think locals as well, they're frequently in the terrain or confronted with this pattern, these pattern shifts where cold, uh, you know, the snowpack is holding cold or holding heat longer than you think um, based on the air temperature above. So essentially, I guess what I'm, the, to make a long story short, is um, recognize that Solar gain is not necessarily the be-all end all. So if you've got strong sunshine on a slope, but the snowpack beneath is holding cold weather from the day before or a couple days before, you're just not may not get the heating that you expect. And the reverse is true too. So if uh, you've just had a warm event and the snowpack is warm, it may take only a little bit of solar gain or even a little bit of sun through the fog and You know, flurries like we had today, to give yourself that softening effect that you're looking for. Um, Models are challenged right now. Forecasts are not always dead on. You know, our forecast low this morning was supposed to be six degrees, and it was minus four. Um, You know, that's a pretty big difference. So, just keep that in mind as you're moving around and making your plans. And main thing, obviously. Get up, get out, have fun. Um, but make sure everybody goes home uninjured at the end of the day.
0: Absolutely. And you made that analogy of like the snowpack being a refrigerator and that lag yeah. that lag time being really appropriate. You can't just look at the summit temp forecast or the in town temp forecast and have it yeah. dialed. It's just not like that.
1: Yeah. No, look at the hourlies, look at the meetar, um that's put out, at, um, you know, we have it on the summit and we've had it uh, more recently this year at Hermit Lake where we have, uh, a, you know, you get that disparity between the, the summit and 3,800 feet to help guide your decision-making. But, um, you know, just uh, really the calculus is, is certainly more than just air temperature and land on the summit this time of year. Mm-hmm.
0: So, what should uh, what should skiers and snowboarders and just hikers expect tomorrow? That are are trying to get their get their spring skiing on.
1: Yeah, well, I'd say corn corn cycles again restarting again tomorrow. The timing is a little challenging to to nail down. It is going to be another cool night um, around twenty, and I you know. My money's on some softening during the day. It's hard to really go out on a limb and say when exactly, particularly based on this cloud cover that may or may not um, be a problem tomorrow. So I think if you're, if you're looking for a safer bet, I think Sunday is more likely. We've got just warmer ambient temperatures in general um, and not as cold of a night to start with but um so that would be that'd be my if i had to pick one i'd pick sunday and then for for folks that are more flexible with their work schedule earlier in the week also sounds good and maybe more a little more consistent so um deeper avalanche problems are definitely reduced i would just remind folks that the ice fall hazard is uh I think it's going to be significant this year. It's really uh, due to the low snowpack, the ice um, is much bigger, standing much taller out of the snow than it typically does. So I would um, just please, please, please uh, remember lunch rocks is not cool, should be crunch rocks. Hang out low, sit on your pack, better yet, stay up in the terrain and just remember your your run out you know i recognize the tradition as to to hang out at lunch rocks but let's let's switch that to something a little more um safer and equally fun and uh chill lower on the floor
0: we we haven't seen that car sized ice chunk make its way down to the bowl yet so that is a good reminder yeah,
1: horizontal you've seen the horizontal cracks up there right across this yeah big sun size right like mm-hmm. yeah not good
0: um well good i think yeah sunday sunday looked better I don't, i'm looking at the higher summer forecast right now and it's still challenging it looks like it could have been the wind could have been uh, forecasted to be much calmer up there on on sunday and pretty nice and you're right about saturday just these clouds that are materializing that can just block the sun those high clouds and just create a really quick change in temp um on that yeah. snow but yeah patience it's a lot of patience up there don't try to force things um you yeah. might, might find yourself in a situation you don't want to be in
1: yeah such as today
0: right yeah do you want to talk a little bit about about what happened today and just another just reminder of uh the hazards that we're we're facing when we're out there in these like serious yeah, transition sure. periods
1: uh, yeah um Just super key to to assess carefully and the dust on cross situations make it more difficult um, where you can't really see the snowpack beneath. Um, Today, people were getting some pretty good turns up in Tuckerman's and out of right gully. Things were slightly more edgeable than um, we thought. A little bit of surprise upslope snow helped contain the heat in the snowpack and guard against some of that Radiant heat loss out of the snowpack last night. So, so there were, it was edgeable, you know, but certainly not like the kind of cor- corn conditions with the like we do to like crank up the, the Shred Master 5000 and go for it. And, uh, but people were having some fun and um, folks were up and there was a crew that was up, uh, really skilled skiers up in Huntington and South Gully. And uh, the guy who uh elected to take the first turns, um, just above the choke in South Gully. Um, you know, he's got seventy years of or sorry, seventy days in this season in the backcountry. And uh, you know, he was making some some moderate speed turns, um, good edgeable snow. They were all cued in and and talking in their group about how their, uh, the snow was feeling. They turned around lower in the gully based on some firm snow they were seeing above, kind of icier conditions. So he made uh, a bunch of good turns and then went skiers left out of that, uh, kind of into that snow field that marks a little bit of a fork that leads towards the Dells gully. And um, sounds like his tail's maybe spun out on a bit of a, icy patch and um will say just started to fall turned into a bit of a tumble he couldn't slow down based on the firm snow conditions and ended up slamming into a like a four inch birch tree below the fan of south after a two or three hundred foot fall um, so you know skilled skiers um, making a pretty good decision you know a reasonable decision um, given the conditions, but, you know, that dust on crust combined with our real variable um, snow conditions led to, you know, hard stop. It's really not the fall that gets you, right? It's the sudden stop at the end. And uh, so we helped him out, and and, uh, he got an ambulance ride and some surgeries in his future. But, um, you know, it all turned out, I think the key thing, the key takeaway is, be flexible in your plans and acknowledge that you might have a little bit of boot pen on the way up, meaning boot penetration. So you're kicking in through the crust. But once you put your skis on, you're lowering your pounds per square inch, right? So you're spreading out that force. So what appears to be punch, you know, like punchable and, and edgable may be a little bit less so. I think in this case, it was... A little bit of a patchy spot that he hit and uh, we certainly have a lot of variable surface conditions so keep it uh keep it under control and think about your runouts, and you know have a good plan these guys knocked it out of the park in terms of getting ready um to deal with the rescue they had dug a platform for him and the litter um and you know it started planning their exit route and uh, they had formulated a plan amongst their party and it was really awesome um was really just me and chris and uh and our visiting emergency medicine you know emergency doc was there today so that was pretty fortunate for everybody but really just the three of us and the team did the two litter lowers and evacuation on the sled so Hats off to that crew that um, took care of their buddy, and hats off to, uh, geez, can't remember his name, but the guy that came down off his climb in Odell's or Pinnacle to help out, who he, he really helped manage that scene. It was great. Um, so, wow, yeah, be wow,
0: careful. wow. I mean, that's uh, thanks for sharing that, and that's really, it's cool, it's great to hear that they were. Pre- they had the great, like the response plan for when things didn't, you know, went South and went South on South. I, how long did it take? Because that's the thing is like, um, these rescues, they don't, they, 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 I was in Tuckerman ravine the other week when there was a sliding fall and that took two and a half hours to, you know, from the incident and everything just like midweek, you know, it, it's, it's much longer to get, get these rescues. Yeah. Um, all set up, especially yeah. when you're dealing with a litter and, and this terrain where yep. it's not just, it's, it's not that easy to navigate right now. There's a lot of obstacles. No,
1: no, we could get them out of there. We, we needed to do two pitches of roped litter lowers. So it was all, it was an hour, and 40 minutes from one time, a call for us to getting them to pink them, which is pretty darn,
0: That's pretty quick,
1: pretty quick, you know, and we have we we've maintained um soul or uh maintain our snow so access so that certainly helps we were able to get up in the huntington um that we're going to turn the corner here in the next couple couple of weeks so any of those situations are going to end up being a little longer um but you know those guys did a great job getting them insulated getting them on a pad up off the ground and keeping him relatively comfortable. I did hear a couple of comments from some of the guys there. They're like, Hey, I got to really get a. I really need to get out and get my wilderness first responder or wilderness first aid class. And to which I responded, yeah, that's probably more important than a, an avalanche course. Um, because you know, you can certainly tangle with a, a real injury. Um, the, you know, is not even at all associated with an avalanche issue. So um, those two go together. They're not first aid courses aren't often talked about, but you know, that's, that's key stuff. And um, you know, bad things happen on the Sherburn, certainly not avalanche terrain. So I would, uh, I would, you know, I would uh, encourage folks to, to look and uh, call wilderness medical associates or um, whoever is your local provider and sign up for one of those courses.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Even they do the the wilderness first aid. That's a short course. First responders, much more involved. And then you can you can keep furthering that education if you want to go down down that path. And uh, yeah, refreshers are key too. It's not just one like learn it and you're done. Just like avalanche education, that it's always being updated.
1: Yeah, take a take a woof a two day course really well worth it take another one a few years later and that's a good spot to be in
0: all good points um all right well I'm gonna let you go get back to your your uh, listening party over there
1: <laughs> it's incredible 3,000 albums right here it's amazing
0: what's uh what's on right now what was on
1: we just switched from a from an old uh, that was hot rocks. Rolling Stones, um, we listen to A and B-side. This, this is what we're listening to now. What do you got? You know this album. Who's Tarkis? We're serving up. I don't even know what that is. Oh, my God. What is that? <laughs> you won't tell us. I'm partying with some old, an older guy now. Who's... I am an older dude. <laughs> what is that? Oh we're going down the jazz hall here. Good stuff though sounds good. Yeah, well, you should let me go. I got I got Oh ELP. Oh okay, sweet. <laughs> See you on the hill this week, the next few days and uh, be sure to check us out at Herman Lake or up in the Bowl and we want to help you find some good skiing so
0: Thanks for stepping aside and send that photo of that garage.
1: <laughs> okay, I will. All
0: right. Have a good night. Bye.
1: All right. Thanks. Bye.